Saturday morning, 5.30. I've been up for, I don't know, at least half an hour already. Um, and I really want to recommend the recent Tim Ferriss podcast with Andrew Huberman. Uh, Tim Ferriss is some, sometimes very hit and miss. Like a lot of the conversations are, to me, are not very interesting. But some of them are really, really, really good, depending on who the person is he's talking to. And uh, this week, he was interviewing Andre Huberman, who is some neurobiologist. Apparently, he's also very, very popular on the internet. I didn't know him before. And what Huberman describes is the scientific reason why some things that I sometimes did uh, when it comes to waking up and, you know, feeling energetic... Um, he described why these things actually work. Because very often, um, I'm tired in the morning, and then, you know, I try to stay in bed a little longer, and then I get up, and then I take some caffeine. And, uh, you know, and the day is kind of like not working too well. And um, whenever I get up in the morning, doesn't matter when, maybe it's 5, like, in the morning, or 4.45, like today, um, and then I just put some shoes on and walk outside for 10 minutes my day is so much incredibly better all day energy wise and uh he explains why that is i'm not going to go into it you have to listen to it yourself um and it was very fascinating to hear why that is and so that there's a scientific reasoning for that uh, it has to do with light has to do with other things like your your um minimum body temperature body temperature something like that um but yeah it's now 5 30 i feel really good um yesterday was the same i didn't even have my usual afternoon nap and i was i don't know how long i was going yesterday maybe from six in the morning till 11 at night straight through including biking and rehearsal and all that that kind of stuff and um if you are regularly tired and lacking energy, really, you have to listen to this podcast. And uh, maybe there's something in it for you. I would be very surprised if there wasn't. Um, the real weird reason then becomes that your habits, and including, I'm, I'm saying this about me now, but probably with you it's the same. Your self-concept and your habits are such that you're so used to being tired and low energy that you'll be at a loss and you don't know what to do with the energy and the time. I noticed this with myself that, you know, all of a sudden the day is like six hours longer because I get up two hours earlier. I don't nap for an hour in the, in the afternoon and there's still two hours in the evening that I have energy. So um, that was five hours, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's much longer and... Uh, the self-concept and the, um, what do you call it, the, the habits are such that you really are confused by the fact that uh, you really feel good. At least that's what ha what happens for me. And if you're the kind of person that I just described that, uh, you know, can't get out of bed, that uh, has energy crashes all day, um, then listen to that podcast. It's very, very um, valuable. And yes, uh, I'm very aware that people constantly say, yes, but there are different types of people. 
with different life rhythms has nothing to do with that. I mean, it kind of does, but uh, um, it has nothing to do with uh, when you wake up, but how you stay with good energy. So it's not about if you get up at 11 or if you get up at 6 in the morning. It has nothing to do with that. So if uh, that was your first thought, oh, I'm a night owl. I, you know, can't get up early in the morning. You don't have to get up early in the morning. That's not the point. Yes, uh, I forgot to say that yesterday the new Lord of the Lost record hit the number two spot in the German charts, um, album charts that is, which is very cool. Uh, we were kind of hoping for something like that. We is obviously the band and everyone surrounding the band who uh, is in some way involved or friends of theirs or something like that. Um, because, you know, with Lord of the Lost, you can really notice the momentum that the guys have gotten over the last, I don't know, two or three years. Um, where, you know, just things are running smoother. They have more and more fans. The tour is getting bigger and bigger. So um, uh, Eric and I were actually looking the other, the other week. We were actually looking at who was releasing last week and this week. Uh, to see what our prediction was. And I actually said it could go number one. And uh, it was number one until some guy who I never even heard of, Danger Dan, I think that's his name, Danny Danger, I don't know. Uh, he he overtook them. Anyway, this is a massive success, massive success. Uh, and um, it's really a testament to what the guys have done because it, of all the musicians I know, they're definitely the hardest working Um by a, a long by a long shot um and they they're also some of the nicest yeah you also have to keep that in mind when they did the 10 years of lord of the lost um concert in what when was that 2019 jesus that's almost two years ago already um yes when they they did that they i don't know how many people were there 20 guest singers, something like that, a bunch of people. And uh, one famous uh, festival booking agent <laughs> asked, how on earth did you get all these people together on one date, on one location? And uh, uh, Chris rightfully said, you know, we've been trying to be nice to everyone and get along with everyone, which they totally have. So uh, it's... Uh, it, this kind of thing gives you um, the support of your community, which is the whole goth scene, music-wise, and the fans, which, um, uh, how, how can you say that? Um, they kind of feel if what you present outward is real or fake. And, um, I mean, nobody's always nice, you know that, but the general... The general uh, the general mindset is to try and be cooperative, cooperative and get along with people, help out other people, um, you know, be helpful to each other. And then stuff like that happens where, where you get on a roll and your stuff gets a good uh, momentum going. And uh, obviously with a lot of work, like a lot of work that they put in. So this is much deserved. Uh, congratulations from my side again. I'm very happy about it for myself, obviously, because, uh, I mean, I wrote one song. So it's, uh, it's a cool thing for me. 
But uh, like with Eisbrecher, I have absolutely nothing really to do with uh, with the, the success of this album. It's just a song, and but it's cool. I'm very happy for them. Friday morning, 6.30. I just came back from a little morning walk, and uh, today's going to be a long day. Um, Roman is going to come to my place at 8 o'clock, and then we're just going to pack stuff into the van, which has been delivered yesterday already, which is good. Uh, so the van is here already. Pack stuff into the van. Drive by uh, some guy who has a light, uh, what do you call that, light desk, <laughs> I don't know, it's called Grandma, I think, um, pick up the light desk, drive over to West Germany, pick up like 10 massive lights, um, luckily we have a big van, and uh, then go to the venue, so we should hopefully be, if everything goes really well, we should be at the venue around... Well, too early actually, two o'clock. So go to a hotel, check in quickly, go to the venue at three, uh, and then the light engineer Henry is gonna come there and uh, set everything up. Then do sound check. Uh, I have to talk to the merch lady because our regular merch lady is not coming. Um, so we have someone else from uh, from the area and from the club. And uh, talk to her about basics, but she, I, I already um, texted her a few times and she seems to be on top of things, so uh, that seems to be taken care of. What else is there? Then uh, sound check, dinner at 5.30. Uh, Shoiba will be sound checking, I think, at 5 or something like that. And uh, yeah, then hopefully back to the hotel if everything is running well at that point um oh yeah talk to xanti about camera stuff because we're filming with five cameras um roman will be doing audio recording with, with recording everything so hopefully this is usable so we can uh um do some live stuff like put out some live stuff that looks well and sounds well um what else is there Talk to Santi about that, but that's the camera stuff isn't that, that difficult really. And um, yeah, go to the hotel, freshen up, come back to the venue for like I don't know eight o'clock, seven thirty, something like that. Um, say hi to friends because <laughs> as always, there's friends coming to the show. But really, if you know me, don't come to my shows unless I invite you or something. But don't ask me to come to my shows because I have no time for you. I have zero time for you. You can call me anytime, <laughs> hang out with me, no problem. But at, at my shows, uh, right now it's uh, 6.30 and I'm talking about what I'm going to be doing at 7.30. Um, so then 8.30 is the show, which is probably 90 minutes, a little more than 90, 90 minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, then, then it's 10 o'clock and there's like a super hard curfew. So if the music is still running at 10.01, the uh, police or whatever you call it, the local authorities will shut down the music because COVID stops, uh, gets really dangerous at 10.01. Oh, that's so silly. Anyway, um, yeah, then just uh, relax a little, 
probably go to the hotel as fast as you can as we can because there's no uh, because this is since this is like a circus show it's inside of a circus area they don't have a big shower bathroom area whatever they have normal bathrooms but uh, so but go back to the hotel freshen up there and if I'm still uh, alive I will be like we will all be heading over to Spencer's place who lives literally three minutes five minutes walk from the hotel and um we will hang out there for a while but i'm not sure <laughs> i'll be able to manage that because you know it's uh, gonna be like the uh the rehearsals the 90 minute rehearsals in the morning they were pretty easy like not easy but you know manageable but i was done for the day but 90 minutes at night pff, let's see how that goes uh, obviously if there's uh if there's audience, there's a lot more energy. So I'm pretty, pretty uh, certain that it'll, it'll turn out really well. Anyway, long day ahead. I'll give updates from uh, from along the day, maybe. Right, Sunday, two fifteen in the afternoon. Um. Yeah, I had absolutely wanted to do little updates uh, on Friday uh, during the during the day, um, but there was absolutely no time. I was so busy all day, um, so I'm gonna just do a, a full recap, quick recap, <laughs> as quickly as possible. Um, we we wanted to start. I don't know. Uh, Roma was supposed to be here at I don't know eight. 15 8 30 or something like that um but he was early he was literally there by eight <laughs> which for me is fine i like it when people are a little early um so we did all our things and uh, arrived on schedule despite some traffic on schedule at uh, two o'clock at the hotel um but unfortunately i uh didn't get more than maybe 20 minutes to shower shower and relax because uh First, I got a call from my booking agent, and apparently, the Jan from Plusfeld, who was the local, not the local organizer, but like one of the booking guys, uh, he got all hectic because some people called that they can't make it due to rain problems and whatever. It was completely useless information. And I, I told my booking agent, come on, I have better things to do right now than to worry about someone else being worried about nothing. Um, so that was one conversation that took like 10 minutes, uh, out of my break. And then I needed to warm up for my sound check. Uh, so the vocal warm up had to be done, which took another 20 minutes, obviously. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, cutting my 40 to 60 minutes a bit short, but that's okay. Um, at that point, I already felt my voice was uh strained from talking to Roman on the van for maybe four or five hours over the van noise level and that's something people don't understand is that um for me it's really not that hard once i'm in shape in singing shape which i am now to sing and scream for 90 minutes uh, maybe even two hours and be be pretty pretty good pretty fine but then the problem really is uh, yelling over uh, club music or when you sit in the in the car and the van is loud and you speak for four hours. And you're basically, 
um, not focusing on the technique and that really fucks with your voice so I was already feeling that but uh, um, yeah the vocal warm-up went fine and uh, when we drove to the hotel I told Roman you know what's going to happen now is that from now till the end of the night there won't be a second where there's not going to be someone who wants something from me and, and he said why what what is there to you know i'm not going to ask you anything what is there to know <laughs> and he later said oh i lied so much i lied that uh, that Roman said he himself lied when he said that because apparently i don't know we had at least five or six situations where he came to ask me something and uh he was probably the most organized person on the whole crew so uh there's constantly in situations like this there's constantly someone asking me something because and this is a bad bad organization organizational problem because i'm the only person who really knows all of the details and the reason for that is that for a show like this there haven't been uh proper rehearsals there haven't been uh you know set up days or something like that um four people on the crew were completely new light guy was completely new Roman was pretty uh new um and uh yannick and uh rafael uh, who were on stage with the jörg and um, joe and me they were also there for the first time so when you have so many new people the thing you should really do is you should do one full day of you know dress rehearsal but of course we didn't do that because there was no time and absolutely no money to do that everyone's super spread out over germany and um so my job was to inform everyone as as well as possible beforehand we had zoom meetings and stuff like that but there's only so much stuff you can write in a pdf and uh, talk about on a zoom call so uh I was very well aware that every second that there were, I wasn't talking to someone, someone else would be coming and asking. That's how ex exactly how, how that went. And um, so when we arrived, the first people I was talking to were uh, Schäuber and Natka was there, obviously, first, because she works for uh, Pluswelt Promotion. And uh, Peter, the guy who runs the, the whole thing, like uh, the, book, the local club owner who does these shows at the circus and uh so there's the first i don't know 10-15 minutes where you kind of have to be like on the up and up and be friendly to everyone um which is totally fine but it's just i don't know it's part of the thing but it's useless waste of time in these situations because nothing's gonna get done um so then we walk in and look at the whole setup and the local crew are good so they already did the setup exactly like uh, the writer said. But then we come into the, the venue and we notice that the idea that we originally had doesn't work there because there are additional speakers positioned in places where we didn't expect them to be. So um, we spent some time, maybe 20 minutes, figuring out how to uh, remove, like change everything around so that we can have more space in the stage area and at the same time involve all the audience and at the same time have the lights positioned in the way that we 
had figured out earlier. And um, that went well. That worked really well. Uh, what else did we do? Let me think. Um, the, uh, the house guys asked if they could open doors earlier um, just to accommodate the circus so that they could sell, you know, drinks and stuff. So I said, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I said, yeah, don't worry about it because I didn't think that we'd take a lot of time, but we then needed more time, which on the back end added more pressure to finish the sound check early. Um, because I also wanted Shoiba to still get a sound check because it sucks if you don't get one. Um, what else happened? Our sound check actually went really well. I really like the new ambience mics. I, I thought I sounded very, very well voice-wise at that time. And, uh, so I was happy with that. For some reason, the LEDs didn't work. And at that point, this was the thing where so many things were happening at the same time that... I was getting overwhelmed is not the right word, but I was on one hand trying to focus on things and at the same time, some person always wanted something so that I had to start prior prioritizing. And um, uh, Spencer and Joe were trying to figure out how to make the LED stuff work. And I made the decision not to care because the camera setup was more important than the LEDs. Um, so, with hindsight, I should have just said use a different computer, and that would have been such an easy, such an easy fix. But you know, with hindsight, you're always smarter. Um, I in that in that situation, I made a decision. It was it was the right decision to focus on something else because the priority was different. It was the wrong decision with with regards to the solution of the problem. Well, you know, <laughs> you live, you learn. And uh, yeah, then uh, just went to the hotel real quick, uh, took a shower, got my hair done, and uh, went back again. Luckily, the hotel was really, uh, really close, like my car, three, four, five minutes. And uh, then it was already showtime. I mean, that was literally, I just, you know, compressed what five hours into oh, 10 minutes already okay five hours into 10 minutes and uh yeah that was 8 30 and we started and for some reason i had a lot of energy it was good it was very good uh show went really well the audience was nuts i was very very happy um and uh yeah there were only very few problems my in-ear connection was terrible in the corners of the air of the of the stage so when I went to the very right side or very left and that was simply because there was no good spot to place the um, the receiver and the sending unit for the for the mic and the in-ears it just didn't work any other way um, so whenever I would go to the corners I would have dropouts in my ears i just decided at some point to not worry about it early in the show i had to tell santi that she can't uh, be filming in front of my in-ear unit because her body would also shield the signal and uh yeah other than that everything went really well the floor was kind of a problem at some point because it was like uh, uh sand underneath or something and it was like it had little holes from stepping on it and jumping 
um, like little peaks and valleys. So uh, later there was water on it um, on the on the plastic cover. So it got a little complicated sometimes to make sure not to fall, but it was all right, no problem. And then um, when we played Vanish, uh, apparently there's a bass frequency in Vanish that really, you know, accumulates in this specific venue. Um, and what you have to know is that rooms have different frequencies. And sometimes it ha what happens is that certain, that, like there was a ba bass frequency that just kept going inside of the room and just accumulating between the different, we had four bass speakers in there. So uh, most through, through the song, there was just this big going on and nobody could have changed anything. I mean, um, there could have been the, the possibility to pull out a certain frequency, but you know, fuck it. So Vanish was the only song where I sang really badly, at least in the first three quarters of the song. Later, it got a little better. But uh, yeah, I was super, super happy with the whole show. Um, and we did two encore songs. That's not normal for us either because the crowd was so energetic. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I did not expect that at all. So, uh, yeah, after the show was completely done, I did not want to talk to anyone anymore. Nobody. I did, of course, but I, I think three or four people asked me for photos, and I said no, because I I was just on the way out um, to the hotel. And what happens when you when there's, like, I don't know, ten people, as soon as you say to one person, okay, let's just take one per one photo real quick, then you have a queue of 20 people all of a sudden. At first, one person, then 10 people, and then this, it, everyone sees, oh, there's a photo thing going on, let's go over. And so I was uh, just decided to, you know, just to say no. And uh, everyone was sweaty as fuck <laughs> too, so I, I didn't feel like doing that, at least not on that show. And uh, yeah, the takeaway is now that talking nonstop and organizing everything for more than 10 hours in a row is too much if you then still have to play a show and uh it worked this time but it was very 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 stressful um because the show itself on its own is so much communication um it's not the the singing and the jumping that's very easy but the the constant communication with the people in the audience and the energy that you have to put out to perform well um that's a lot but uh if you have to do all all the surrounding organization that i mean it's possible but it's not something i enjoy at all and uh, yeah i'll have to figure something out in the future for stuff like that uh so that i can just, just show up and do what i'm supposed to do which is perform and let's uh and then see that you know i focus on that and not a million other things anyway merch sales were really good so i didn't lose money on that show either which all in all makes this a uh, a great uh great endeavor despite all the hectic before Fader cast. 
thank you for listening to this episode of FaderCast. <laughs> if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at contact at faderhead.com or you can find me on Instagram at faderhead underscore official and uh, everywhere else just under faderhead. Please be a friend and uh, tell a friend about this podcast and hopefully until next time. Fader 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 Fader